The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Dr. Feelgood himself, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, Playboy? I feel pretty good about that thing we just made. <laughs> oh, the, the promo spot? Yeah, what else? What I, I don't know. What the, I didn't know what the hell you're talking about. I was like, man. <laughs> so what's up, sir? Oh, just another week. Nothing, nothing special. Um, the PodCon thing is getting huge now. Yeah. I mean, it's just a meetup still. Next year, we're gonna turn it into more. But I mean, we're getting more and more shows now. That's great. For it, that is great. And our guest tonight said he might drop everything and fly out. I don't know if that's true or not. That would be amazing. But John from Pod Bros is finally out of the swamp and here on the show. How's yeah, it going, John? Oh man, let me tell you, the, the swamp was uh, pretty deadly. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm surprised that I made it, but this light that went across the sky and blew up in front of me drove me actually home into the right direction. So it's it's good to be back. It's outstanding. That's right. You are up there. Did you see the fireball just last? It was two weeks ago. Two weeks now. ago. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, actually, no, I was in a concrete building with like the windows facing the wrong way. So <laughs> we were we were sitting there talking. And then all of a sudden someone's like, dude, uh, apparently a meteor just came across the sky. I was like, what? Oh, so I God. get home to my wife later on and I'm like, did you hear about this? And she was like, oh, yeah, I figured it was just the neighbors in the neighborhood doing something stupid like usual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. I didn't see it. My wife heard it wow. uh, and, and felt it, but I, I didn't get anything, unfortunately. I was pretty bummed about that, though. So when I was listening last week to you guys talking about it, I was like uh, acting like I was there, getting ready for this week, responding and being like, oh, man, I can't wait to share my story of not being able to see it. And I had to watch it on video just like you guys. Oh, man. Oh, it was crazy. in my own backyard, too. That is that cool. How far was it away from where you live? You know, it was it was differing. They said uh, it was visible all the way from Lansing, which is basically in the middle of the state of Michigan, uh, all the way to southeast Michigan, where I'm at. Wow. And I I had people around my area say that they saw it. Uh, so, like, I mean, it lit up, uh, apparently, a great widespread, which is, you know, it takes me about uh, – about two hours to get to Lansing from where I'm at, you know, maybe an hour and 40 minutes. So that just goes to show how bright this thing yeah, was. No kidding, man. That's freaking terrifying. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> no, I saw some photos that made it look like it hit the ground. Did it hit the ground? Do you know about that? As far as I know, it broke up before it hit the ground. There's yeah. people here who have discovered chunks of it and oh, wow. uh, they'll be probably making a pretty penny off of that. I can imagine. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I think uh 
if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I believe that they said they found pieces like in Mount Clemens or whatnot, which is further out uh, oh from gosh. where I am, definitely. And they showed the one guy a picture with some of it, and I was like, that that looks like it's a nice hefty rock there that he has. It's amazing. I'm just, I don't know, like I would consider myself lucky for not getting corked in the freaking head. <laughs> I know, man. Because <laughs> that would be my luck, I'm telling you right um, now. <laughs> fun fact, only one person has ever been documented to have been hit by a meteorite. It hit her leg. And did it, it just like, kind of bruised it because it went through the house first, so it slowed down. Oh my down god! Some. <laughs> okay, so let's be honest here, though. That thing breaks up, right? And it breaks up enough that it's just like small little chunks or whatever. That thing hits your leg, and nothing softens the blow other than you. What's that going to do to you? Is that going to go right I through your I leg? I don't remember what. I don't remember what happened. I, it oh. went through a couple floors of the building above her. So yeah, that's gonna that. go. That's gonna go through your leg. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna go through you, man. Now, well, considering imagine, we mentioned it on the show last week, the one in Michigan was going twenty eight thousand miles an that's hour. That's what I'm saying. They consider dude. that a slow one. Good lord. <laughs> See, wow. It's, it's speeds so, like that that I cannot. I cannot wrap my head around. Like seeing it would be uh, completely unreal. Like, yeah. I would not believe myself like that. I was actually seeing that so nuts. I love it. So since we got you on here, I want you to mention to our listeners a little bit about pod bros, how you got started with it and where they can find all of your stuff and what you're excited about future wise with pod bros. It doesn't have to be anything long and drawn out. Just just something quick about about you in the sh- in the in the network. Oh yeah, definitely. Thanks. Uh, so Podbro started in 2013. It just came up as an idea after doing a uh, comic book based podcast, pencil and ink reviews, which we still do. And I was like, you know what, why don't I start up a network where we could have like just a bunch of fun with one another and help each other out. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of talent in the Midwest. And I was just like, let's spotlight it. You know, you're always hearing about stuff in New York and California, obviously. And I was thinking, you know what? We have so much raw talent here in the Midwest. Let's let's start showcasing that talent. And uh, it's been a fun, crazy journey ever since. And, you know, we've we've had tons of shows on the network, uh, some that are still there, some that aren't anymore. But it's it's just been a blast throughout this whole thing. Uh, a lot of the shows, the, be- the best thing I can tell people to do is just go to podbros.com and see everything there. We have over 30 shows there and it's, it's enough to uh, tickle your fancy. For sure. Absolutely. What's your, what's some of your goals that you haven't necessarily reached yet? What's the next step for pod bros network? Uh, the fact that if we can still introduce what podcasts are to people, I mean, that's the biggest goal. Isn't and, that crazy? And <laughs> letting people know what a podcast is, Dude, is is the first step. And then giving them my business card and making sure that they listen to our shows. And then convincing them that there's no other podcast, that we're the only thing around. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing to me how many people out there, uh, like you were suggesting, they just they don't know what a podcast is. It's like, yeah. well, it's, it's like talk radio, except so much better. You know, it's not yeah. censored in any way, you know, for the most part. But yeah. Right. 
It's outstanding. Right. And that, that's what I always try to explain to people. It's just, it's like, okay, well, you don't know what a podcast is, but you know what the radio is. All right. Yeah. Think of it just like radio on the internet, except for the fact that you can take it anywhere with you, yeah. play it and pause it, you know, and, and it's, it's amazing to see people's eyes light up. And of course, it's usually the older generations that don't know what a podcast is. But right. when I introduce them to it, they're like, oh, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, it's kind of impressive. Um, because I've had similar conversations, like you were saying, with uh, people that might be a little older, and all they know is, um, you know, morning talk radio or what have you on their commute into work. And now they've, you know, since right. switched that over. Um, I'm like, dude, you you have a smartphone. You know, come on, Grandpa. Like, <laughs> like you have a smartphone. <laughs> but it, it's really, really cool, though. Um, it kind of just, like you said, you know, it opens up this whole new world for them. Um, and it's whatever you're into. No matter what the yeah. subject matter is, it's whatever you're into. It's pretty sweet. Right, exactly. And I think that's the one thing that I love about it. I know there's always the constant jokes that go around about, like, let me guess, you have a podcast or, you know, tell me about your podcast. <laughs> right, right. But that's the thing. You know, it all starts somewhere and then it spreads. And, and the fact that there's so much out there that people can find enjoyment at, and, and that's what I as a network owner tries to get is all these different unique shows to come on. And uh, to be a part of a a greater scheme, but to also help one another out and and try to push those shows. Well, we appreciate the hell out of it. We really do, especially being in such a, I don't know, like a diverse type setting. You know what I'm saying? Like where there are other shows. It's not just everything, you know, paranormal. Right. Yeah. No. And I appreciate you guys. The fact that you reached out to us and we're like, hey, we're looking to actually get on a network. Yeah. That doesn't have a paranormal. And the, the beautiful thing of it was I, I had just we, we just come to terms with another show not that far off that we were like, hey, sorry, we got to let you go and whatnot. Uh, that was a paranormal show. And then it was like, you know, the planets aligned and you guys came <laughs> in. You're like, oh, hey, we're looking. I was like, oh, that's really funny. OK, nice. <laughs> so. Very nice. And it's been uh, wonderful ever since, man. I see you guys started off this podcast meetup and I was just like. I, I seriously was looking up plane tickets. <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> oh man! Right now, if I buy it, it's a ninety-five dollar ticket. I think I can make that. <laughs> Heck yes, that'd be sweet. Well, Josh is unfortunately not going to yeah. make the meetup. Here we go That's again. What I heard, you got to fucking guilt trip me. He's got to guilt trip me. But there will be the a there will be another <laughs> Pod Bros show represented there. Yes, Sean from Language of Romance will be there. That's right. So. That's right. It'll be fun. That's right. That was that should be really fun, and uh, we will be uh, especially starting to promote it more and more the closer it gets. And and I mean, I can't wait. Like you just said, I'm really excited to hear what happens for next year. Yeah, it should be freaking awesome. Honestly, yeah. I think I have the chops to pull it off uh, in an event next year, and I think I have good help with with uh, my buddy Sam, who's been on the show as well. Um, and putting just this together, it's just blown up. So I think next year will be will be great. I think so, man. You have the experience in the background for this. If anyone can make it happen, it's you. Mr. Feelgood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rub my ego a little bit more. Um, Stroke something. So, uh, we may not make it there. Well, let's see. What day? When's the Super Bowl? What? Uh, is that it's coming fourth? up, right? Yeah, it's coming yeah, up. It's, 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 this, it's this weekend. Is there a sporting event of some type going on this weekend? <laughs> like, I don't well, even fucking is, care. there is, but it may not happen either, according to this story. Oh. 
Um, Look at you, Super bait Bowl us in. Sunday asteroid worries some, but not Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's from uh, <laughs> Mysterious Universe. Uh, it says while Houston has the Johnson Space Center and professional sports teams named the Rockets and the Astros, sports in space rarely have close encounters anywhere else. <laughs> that could change on Super Bowl Sunday, February 4th, when an asteroid NASA has classified as potentially hazardous passes potentially close to a planet hazardously covered with hot wings, chili, and beer. <laughs> I don't like the way they worded that. I had to stop. Oh, my God. I, I, took, I took issue with the use of passes potentially close. Like, they either know it's where it's going to be or they don't. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, how, do so, they say how close it's going to get? It looks like it. So let me just keep going here. According to the odds makers, at the time of this writing, the Patriots are five point favorites over the Eagles in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the odds makers at NASA have slightly favored Earth over asteroid 2002 AJ129, uh. rating the asteroid potentially hazardous because of its size. It's up to 1,200 meters or 0.75 miles in diameter. It's going a whopping 67,000 miles an wow. hour. Wow. And it'll be within 4.65 million miles. <sighs> I, it's just weird to me, man. It's freaking weird. They've been tracking it for 14 years. Um. So this quote, this quote says, uh, it's a quote, we have been tracking this asteroid for over 14 years and know its orbit very accurately. Asteroid 202 or 2000 AJ129 has no chance, zero, of colliding with Earth on February 4th. So what the fuck is this story? I'm, I'm mad at it now. <laughs> I'm mad at it. <coughs> I'm they just wanted to it. get some clicks on this website by putting the Super Bowl in there. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, in all honesty, though, man, like, I'm not going to lie to you. And this may piss some of you guys off out there. I don't. It's, it is what it is. I, I didn't even realize who was playing in the Super Bowl. Okay, like yeah, I I'm just don't fucking care, and I don't know why. Like I just don't care. <laughs> so, but yeah, pretty I'll interesting. Watch it, but you gonna watch? I might. I don't yeah. know. I don't even know what channel it's on. See, got nothing here. Got absolutely nothing. My goodness. So I tell you what, let me see here. It looks, I don't know how true this is, pal, but it looks like Elon Musk is back in the news. Um, releasing a flamethrower into, into the civilian market. Apparently it's a $600 flamethrower. Can this be legal? <laughs> like, like uh, Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, is... Ordinarily grabbing headlines with his dire prophecies of the fate of humanity, which obviously he you know he claims is going to be destroyed by AI or climate change. Um, now his catastrophic claims have led him to uh, given a, a reputation for being rather grim and humorless, and therefore it was surprising when he launched a bizarre marketing gimmick with more than a touch of wit. Um, yeah. Crazy stuff here. Um, space of two weeks, blah, 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 blah. This is, yeah. 
this is nuts to me. And it's an actual flamethrower, guys. This is an actual flamethrower. Um, The Verge. Yeah, I've seen this thing making the rounds in some well, of the... Uh... But here's what's interesting. So The Verge reported that some of uh, the people that are keen to get their hands on one of these damn flamethrowers found that if they wanted to get their hands on the weapon itself, then they had to type in uh, a specific URL. Uh, I think it was boringcompany.com slash flamethrower. Uh, then the address redirected them to a page that had like a password box on it. Uh, no clues whatsoever as to what the password then might be. But apparently this uh, Reddit user figured out the password, which doesn't seem that hard. It was just the word flame. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like anybody could have really guessed that. And only one person did. But anyway, um, it says at the time he did this, but then it the, the password has since been changed. Now, entering the correct password took them to a page where they were given the option to then pre-order the flamethrower. It is alleged that the listing said that the image featured was a prototype and that the real deal would be much better. Uh, the flamethrowers are scheduled to begin shipping uh, in April. Like, right. I do not know what to make of this. This is something that we're going to have to watch very closely because, guys, like, I, I don't I don't understand. Like, what the fuck is the vetting process on a flamethrower? <laughs> like, can we can we talk about this for a second? Like, good Lord. I don't get it. John, would you have any use for a flamethrower? I would. Oh, man. I know exactly uh, what the fuck I'm Only if I was I'm making a cool commercial. Dude, that's such a good idea. Oh, my God, I have so many ideas. <laughs> you know what I would do with it, Koopsik? You got it. Okay. What's that? I would melt snow and I would melt ice. I would never have to shovel my walk or my driveway ever again. I would just put the flamethrower to it. I think there was something in the news around here of a guy doing something very similar and he Shit. got in trouble by the cops. Shit. <laughs> You know, I live right next door to a gentleman who works as a dispatcher for the police. And then on the opposite side of him um, is the sheriff. So I, I really do need to watch my ass. Um, <laughs> maybe I should who knows? ask. They might enjoy it, though, too, and ask you <laughs> but, to do their yards next. But, you know, for $600, let's think about this, guys. Think about it logically. 600 bucks, buy a flamethrower, take care of the ice almost instantaneously. Yeah. As opposed to a $1,200 snowblower. You know? Come on. I could get two fucking flamethrowers. Get my kids <laughs> in on this, too. <laughs> That'd be uh, my guess is the fuel or ammunition or whatever you would call it for this <laughs> the thing ammo is for probably the... quite expensive. <laughs> well, it is coming from Elon Musk, so I would I would totally agree. But damn it. Oh, yeah. We could figure something out. Right. It probably we'll have to have like the backpack from like the Vietnam era. I don't care if I can get one. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I just picture um it makes me think of uh um the fifth element when they're killing all the the little parasites underneath the spaceship. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good flick. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen that in a while. Good stuff. Well, it would be a great tool to go hunting with because you can kill your game <laughs> and cook it at the and same barbecue time. Barbecue it right there. 
There you go. Nice and fresh. Uh, oh, my gosh. Doesn't get any fresher than this, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I love it. I freaking love it. All right. What else we got, gents? All right. You, you were talking about uh, Elon Musk and his fear of artificial intelligence. Well, I, I think this is a good segue here. Nice. Uh, artificial intelligence may have cracked freaky 600-year-old manuscript. No way. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but and, and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but it's called the Voynich Manuscript. And a lot of people have been puzzled by this for numbers of years. And it, it's got its name apparently from a Polish book dealer back in 1912 who somehow ended up with the book. And no one's been able to decipher it ever since. Wow. They've looked at it. They were trying to figure out what it looks like. Some people thought it was Arabic. Well, this artificial intelligence, uh, I think it was up in Canada, actually. They used that, and they, they were able to get a start, a pinpoint on where this, this language comes from, what it's written in, and uh, it comes from from Hebrew. Wow. And they were using just this uh, this weird kind of like an anagram of Hebrew with how it is, and now they're hoping that since they've discovered basically the start of this, that others will be able to come in and decipher things a little bit more. But the fact that artificial intelligence was what cracked the code is absolutely astonishing. Wow. Freaking wow. Yeah, I mean, it's scary. It's cool. But we, we talked about a while back about this AI that came up with its own language and started talking to another AI when they hooked it up <laughs> right. to a circuit and that they made up their own language and we couldn't figure it out anymore. And they were talking behind our backs. Yeah. <laughs> so man. this is just another step towards the domination and sex robots. So sex yep. robots. I wonder, like, does it say in the story there what they, it might say at all? Or uh, so they just th figured out the language a little bit. You know, it's a little bit of yes and no. So they said the first step was to figure out the language of the ciphered text. And the AI studied the text of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights as it is written in 380 different languages looking for patterns. Uh, following this, they were able to conclude at a high rate of certainty that the text was written in encoded Hebrew. So from the start, when they figured that out, then they moved on to the next step of how to decipher it. And that's when they came up with this idea that the script was written with alphagrams, uh, basically just, you know, uh, uh, mixing the, the letters around. And, and they were trying to decipher something. What they ended up doing is coming up with what they believe to be the first sentence of the book, which starts off as in English, she made recommendations to the priest, man of the house, and me and people. And that's where they've gone so far with it. Wow. This is amazing stuff. So I, I'm not familiar with this text, or I haven't heard that name before off the top of my head. It could just be somebody's journal or some just something mundane. I mean, that certainly sounds mundane. So I mean, it's cool that they're figuring it out, but I want I, I wonder if it's if they thought it was some kind of crazy cipher secret thing, but 
Yeah, you know, when I first heard about it, I think it might have been cracked, actually. They were talking about some of the mysteries in the world that people haven't been able to figure out yet. And this was one of the books amongst it. And they have pictures of, like, plants and things in there, like naked women drawings in it. And people just have been, like, scratching their head. And I just thought, you know, this might just be someone's big troll job that they're just like, you know what would be funny if I just made this book up (laughs) and left it to the world and now these guys are scratching their heads at it. Oh okay, gosh. yeah, I clicked on your link, and I, I, the top image I've seen before, I don't know if I've heard this story before, but it looks like they're in all, all these naked ladies in a hot tub. So, right, uh... yeah, yep. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party. That's right. <laughs> I want to come up with like something like this and fuck people's minds up and have it be nothing. That would be amazing. Why don't we do that? I'll get right on it. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, I don't see why not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's... We should try. I, you know what? One thing I did think about doing, uh, speaking of uh, code and whatnot, a few years ago, I was going to send this guy on a huge like roundabout thing where I had clues hidden all over town and stuff, but I never did it. <laughs> where I had to go and find one thing, something here, and have it him have to figure it out but i was gonna have it i was gonna drive way the fuck out of town like like a state and a half away and mail it and put like uh at the time this guy was really freaked out by the masons so i was gonna put some masonic symbols on there (laughs) so he thought that somebody was like fucking with him and he thought he had to do this journey (laughs) or whatever and i was gonna have it end like actually have something like magnetically put on the end car i might still do it so i'm not gonna say who it is because i don't think he listens to the show but i think that'd be fun oh my gosh that would be great absolutely great (laughs) oh my gosh all right what else you got for us pal well i'm just mr doom and gloom to this this week i'm all about it um dutch mystic predicts major earthquake to hit this week damn it uh, this is from the 28th, so yesterday, as of when we're recording this. Oh, he's a rogue researcher. A rogue, rogue researcher out of the Netherlands. I like this. Says that the supermoon set to occur this coming week will spawn a massive earthquake somewhere in the world. Okay. This rogue researcher doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> a supermoon is nothing more than it being brighter than normal. It's not actually closer. Anyways. <laughs> his name is Frank Hoogerbeats. I want that. Uh, name. Believes that a major earthquake or ma- that major earthquakes are caused by planetary alignments, which in turn unleash electromagnetic energy that impacts the Earth's crust. The controversial, the controversial quake predictor, also uses some more esoteric sources for his prognostications, including crop circles and messages from the other side. Huh. And having taken all of these elements into consideration, Hoogerbeats has issued a <laughs> dire warning for this coming week. According to him, the planet is poised to be rocked by a seven magnitude or larger earthquake that could happen as early as Tuesday. Huh. Should such an event not unfold on the 30th, he cautions that it is still a window of time that lasts until Friday where the odds of an earthquake are significant. Damn it. Um, 
As one can imagine, skeptics say that Hoogerbeat's earthquake predictions are the results of which have been mixed in the past are not <laughs> informed by the solid science backing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the end of the article, but a 7.0 earthquake, yes, devastating if it hits a major city or something like that. That's not like a world yeah. rocking earthquake. It's We just had one not too long ago outside of Alaska where they were all worried about tsunamis and stuff, and that one was bigger yeah. than 7. Right. Yeah. It's it's such earthquakes are the easiest thing to predict in that if you say it's going to happen somewhere on the planet soon, it's going to happen somewhere on that planet soon. Sure. Because it does. Daily it, basically. It would be better. He doesn't even say where. Right. So, huh. yeah. Even if it does happen. So tomorrow right. We have some earthquake that like hits Dominican Republic or or anywhere. Japan. You'd be like, again. see? <laughs> see, guys? Just imagine the, right. the people that were on the fence about this guy, like the people that believe everybody um, <laughs> when it comes to conspiracy stuff. They're right. going to like turn him into, maybe this is what I need to do. I need to start predicting crap that I know will happen somewhere on the planet very soon. Please do that. And see what happens. I might start getting some actual followers. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Go do my bidding, please. That'd be awesome. All right, gents. Well, let's take a quick well, little break then. Before we take a break, yeah, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. I want to talk a little bit. <laughs> Have either of you ever been in an earthquake? Okay. Like something more than just feeling a quick rattle on your bed. No. No. Not not really. I mean, I've had, uh, yeah. I've been in the building with a very small one, but it was just like, you just felt a little bit of uh, being uneasy, and, yeah. and that was it. So nothing, nothing too scary. I'm still on the uh, the quick rattling in my bed because that's pretty much the only rattling that goes on. It's pretty quick. Pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> is that what, right, is that what you were alluding? Right. Is that what you, you were alluding it, to, Josh. you motherfucker? <laughs> All right, come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence, discuss theories and techniques in the forum, create a group for your team, or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you removed the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through skeptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. 
Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week by subscribing. Find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. I gotta say, after a long night fighting crime, there's only one thing to do. Listen to Geek Yogurt. It's got all the factual information you need about serious heroes like me, your friendly neighborhood spider knight. Listen to us. We're on iTunes. We're on some other sites. We're on Facebook, forward slash, backslash, it doesn't matter, justice slash, geek yogurt. We're also on Twitter, yogurt podcast. Do it. Alfred will be pleased. All right, guys, welcome back. Round two of the Ectoplasm Show. Before we get into stories again, <laughs> I forgot at the beginning because we we got into some other stuff. But we do have a new review. Um, we actually have a couple new reviews. Shit. Well, a couple new ratings. We're up to 52 ratings, and we now have 40 reviews on iTunes. Wow. So I'm just going to read the new yeah. The new rating or the new review. Headline, I love my Ecto Bros. It's by and play. Sweet. Um, it's the kind of show that makes you feel good. Parentheses <laughs> stuff. Nice. It's the kind of show that's all right. Perhaps the cheese has slid off the cracker, but <laughs> I've been listening to these guys for a couple months now, and I feel they're right in my wheelhouse. Dude, Always an intriguing and humorous so discussion of the seemingly unexplainable Keep It Up. So great. That was one of the best reviews ever. <laughs> wow. And we also got a we also got a text. Oh. Um this is from our buddy in uh in Texas. And uh, it says, I got to give it to y'all. Episode 241, last Wednesday's episode, was fucking hilarious. That <laughs> episode encompasses why I love your show. Oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Was that Shaggy? No, that was, uh, God, his name's Mike. Mike. Very no, nice. his name's Josh. His name's not Josh. I'm not going to say the last name. Okay. I'm all confused because I had a bunch of other stuff on my phone, too. But it's, it's oh, okay. Josh out okay. of Texas. Okay. He, he's yeah. the guy that um, got the first Ecto shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool. Well, guys, we appreciate that. Thank you very much for that. And if you want to reach out to us, you can easily do that. It's 913-730-7255. Give us a text. Shoot uh, Dr. Feel Get a picture. Or something like that. Get creative. I've only ever had to delete one. What do you mean? And I didn't even click on it. I knew that I didn't want to click on it before <laughs> I even opened it up. I just deleted it unread. What was it? <laughs> I it looked like something growing out of something. I did not want to like I got a preview of it. It looked and like I couldn't I couldn't get myself to click on it. <laughs> It looked like a baby arm holding an apple. Like I don't know no, what was going no, on. No, no. It looked like some sort of inflamed Oh Jesus. Um the... female genitalia. That man seems like. to be suffering from rather serious snake too. bite. Yeah, it was oh all discolored and God, nasty. Dude. So yeah, I did not click on that. I love it. Oh guys. So I I always have to talk about aliens, and I don't know why I do this to myself. But apparently, a uh, somebody 
some kind of a researcher apparently has filmed uh, a UFO departing from the moon. This was in January, obviously, so this month of this year, uh, filmed by a researcher from his telescope uh, while he was in Mexico. Um, I would love to pronounce this, but I can't, so I'm not going to tell you where. We'll just say somewhere in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> but it does say, for a long time, a large number of ufologists have maintained that the hidden face of the moon could harbor a base for aliens. There obviously others that would suggest that, you know, that the inside of the moon or the moon itself is the actual base. Um, the theory suggests that if these extraterrestrial beings come from a distant planet in another solar system, they should have a base uh, from which they can make their regular visits to Earth. What better place than the hidden face of the moon, which is perpetually hidden from our eyes? So, uh, to reinforce this claim, it says Milton William Cooper, American writer, radio announcer, former intelligence officer of the United States Air Force, said under oath, apparently in 1989, that the U.S. government has knowledge of alien spacecraft visiting Earth. Here's a quote from him. Uh, On the hidden side of the moon, there are extraterrestrial bases, Cooper said in a statement. Uh, they have been seen by astronauts of the Apollo mission apart from a mining operation with large machines and extraterrestrial ships. There are also mother ships there. And I mean, what he's saying is true. Um, and I've, I've, I always mention that. If you look at the transcripts of the Apollo mission um, and see, you know, and, or read what the hell they were actually saying back and forth, um, you know, with command, it's, it's, pretty fascinating shit uh they took photographs um and all of this is public knowledge anybody has you know anybody could see all this shit but yeah apparently this gentleman has filmed uh, a ufo departing the moon in january so we'll have to post that up on the website so other people can see the video clip as well pretty good stuff does it look like a ship or does it just look like a spot of light no, it looks like something. I will say that. It definitely looks like something. Is it just me or like are more, more and descriptive. more? Uh, Christ, I wish I could. Um, but like, honestly, is it just me or is it? Are these claims being like becoming more and more? Or is it just because everybody has uh, a fucking camera available at the ready? I don't know if it's becoming more and more like. I'm I'm looking at this like God. I wish I could describe it more. But John, do you have any experiences with? We is, haven't even talked about that. But let's start out with uh, UFOs. Do you have any UFO experiences? I I honestly can't say that I have any UFO experiences at all. Believe it or not, even in the uh, wild woods of Michigan. <laughs> what about anything paranormal? We'll just open it up. I want to hear what. If you've had anything paranormal happen or just something weird that you can't explain. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I have. Uh, I can tell you a couple things, actually. Uh, one thing I, I tweeted at you guys a little bit ago, uh, uh, jokingly, but, you know, half serious, too, if you ever made your way up to Michigan, of doing, you know, some sort of investigation at the uh, building that we currently have our studio in. 
And the building has been around since, I believe, like 1911. Uh, originally, it was from the Odd Fellows, and then they gave it to the Masons. Nice. But uh, the area which it's in, Wyandotte, is uh, very, it's Native American, uh, was a Native American controlled area. And, and I mean, there's been some some battles that have happened around the area as well. Uh, going back, dating back to basically before independence. And, you know, so you think, okay, if you're a believer in that kind of thing, the, there's got to be something there. But uh, we've heard and seen stuff in the in the building. Uh, there's obviously the usual, like, lights go on, and you're like, no, I turned those off, and it, it's on, you know, it's it's one of those switches that says on and off. There's no other switch there. And it'll be in the opposition, so you just ignore it, turn it off. Uh, I the the people in the building have nicknamed what they said the ghost is to be Charlie. I don't huh. know why, how, or where that all happened, but that's that's the nickname that the ghost got. Wow! Uh, in one instance, Charlie tried hitting me with a rubber mallet. <laughs> after uh, I I kind of thought they that uh, the people in the building were ribbing me and joking with me and uh sure enough no uh, they they were just like oh that's just charlie and i'm like you guys are very uh relaxed about uh, a rubber mallet falling really hard right behind me to be like that's just charlie and I'm like, <laughs> uh, this you know being almost hit me uh yeah. but the one thing that's really freaky to me i mean i kind of try to explain you know the idea of a rubber mallet falling behind you but uh, I was in the building. We were just about to go start recording for the uh, Accidental Wrestling Fan, one of the shows on the network. And I noticed that there was lights on upstairs. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, just wait here. I'll go upstairs to try to check uh, and see, make sure no one else is in the building, you know. And I had just turned off the the alarm. So it's not like if someone was in there, they would have tripped the alarm and it would have went off. And so I go upstairs, just check around, nothing, you know. And but as I turn off the lights and stuff, I hear whistling, like someone actually whistling. And so I go downstairs to my buddies. And I'm like, was that you guys whistling? And they're like, no, we thought it was you whistling. And it was just like, sure enough, you know, clear as day. It wasn't like, it was just like the wind whistling through the window. I mean, this was a song that someone was whistling. Wow. And uh, that was kind of freaky, but we were like, all right, let's just go record. Damn. <laughs> you know, so, uh, that that's the latest as an adult, the uh, the things that I can't uh, explain. You know, I've had things as a child as well. Uh, um, but uh, I mean, I I can save that for another time. That's good stuff, though. I think we that need to plan. Like we need to get yeah, up there. We need to just plan this and get our butts up there. I think yeah, it'd be a man, lot of fun. For real, it'd be a lot. Well, of fun. I was kind of jealous. Yeah, I was kind of. I was kind of jealous listening to the the year end show of all the people together and we weren't there. <laughs> oh yeah. The year end show is a pretty fun one to have. I wish, uh, that's another thing because it's such an old building. It's what, for whatever reason, the internet in there is just absolutely terrible. <laughs> and so it's like, it's always hit or miss whether we can get people with, uh, to get on Skype or anything. So I was like, eh, it's easier just to do it in person with people. And then yeah. I would have felt really bad to be like, Hey guys, uh, Take time out of your day and, and wait for me, and then it might not work. Oh, sorry, you ruined a Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it would be a lot of fun, though. 
a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you guys ever find yourselves up here, we will definitely have a lot of fun. Hell yes. Well, yeah, I've been meaning to get to uh, get up there for a long time because I just want to go see the Red Wings play. Oh, yeah, and you know, if it, if, if you ever get up here, we'll definitely do it. Little Caesars Arena is absolutely beautiful. It's They just opened it, and uh, yeah. it's... Compared to what we've had, uh, it's it's absolutely amazing to see it. Cool. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> How many games have you been to this year? Uh, honestly, not many. Uh, just one this year, and it's just been it's kind of like with the opening of the new stadium and and we're getting uh, ticket prices of the Wings being you know like they were a great team, so tickets are really expensive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they haven't had a good season. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't really want to pay that much money to watch the Wings just get obliterated by some of the other teams right now. Just not worth it. Yeah, that's sad, but I, I'd still want to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing. If you came up here, you know, I definitely, I would, I would definitely splurge on getting a ticket then, no matter what. That'd be fun. All right, Koopsik. What else you got for us? Does John have another story? I do, I do. I I have uh, two two more, but one actually has. Well, I guess they both do have photographic evidence. One Ooh. here says, "Person captures photo of eerie figure. Paranormal investigators can't explain it." Ooh. Yeah. So they are at a castle in the UK. I'm not exactly sure what castle they are at. So let's see. Uh, Einsford Castle. E Y. N-S-F-O-R-D, located in Kent in the UK. Uh, the father was bringing his 12-year-old son to visit the castle because he's been studying medieval castles in school. So they're taking a lot of photos and whatnot. When his father takes this photo, which I'm going to send to you guys. Nice. And it appears to look, when you scroll down, it's on Twitter right now under uh, James Mitchell, ILW, at I Love Weird Tweet. It looks like there's a monk in all black at the top of some stairs, and the photographer swears nothing was there when he was taking the photo. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something there. It's definitely black figure i don't know if i could say it's a cloak or a monk yeah but there's right. definitely a black figure there interesting very interesting so yeah the uh son was just basically making fun of his dad <laughs> after it was all <laughs> all taken care of but his dad was like no i'm i'm pretty sure this is something different and he says wow. he uh sent it to a bunch of different uh, paranormal groups online and no one could figure it out. Damn. I don't think I've ever caught a photo of something like that. I've seen things like that before. Right. Yeah. 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 Getting it on film would be pretty damn impressive, honestly. I don't know. And I've seen it I've looks seen like other a, like hooded figures and things of that nature um, before, but yeah, I've never captured one uh, for myself. It looks like the type of place that one would be, honestly. Right? Yeah. So I mean, these I mean, two, these two, like you said, weren't uh, weren't there uh, 
investigating or or thrill seeking or anything of the na- or the sort they were there for educational purposes only basically yeah yeah exactly poor bastard <laughs> he's just like oh my gosh <laughs> what great father son time right? you take this photo and then your son <laughs> makes fun of you for it <laughs> yeah, dude. making memories making memories <laughs> oh my gosh it's great Coops it does say that um well okay so the guy that posted it is not the photographer yeah yeah i, I, I was a little uh after i found that out uh, the the guy who tweeted it he's just basically a paranormal fan uh, and he just tweets photos and videos and stuff cool that'd be cool to actually talk to the father yeah that would be sweet he probably doesn't want to fucking say a word. He's probably yeah, saying, yeah. I know, man. Yeah. It's like, nope. No more of this. Well, it's still taboo. It's still thought of as crazy in some... Even if people like talking about it, there's still that yeah. air of... If you're in a group of people and they're not... You don't think they're into it, you're gonna... Not, not me. I wouldn't necessarily care, but... There's still that, I don't like the word taboo, but it's still that, What's it's like peer pressure almost for the people to think it's weird. Sure. Yeah. So. Pretty interesting. Love it. All right, guys. So I got a conspiracy story for you. <laughs> this isn't the one I teased earlier, but okay. this is one other one I found that. Okay. So... Are you guys familiar with this the mattress firm store? Yes. Oh yes. 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 You are? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the headline is Multitude of Mattress Stores Inspires Strange Conspiracy Theory. What? A yes. bizarre conspiracy <laughs> theory circulating Did I steal your last story, John? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm glad you're talking about this. I forgot all about this. <laughs> A bizarre conspiracy theory circulating online raises the question of why there are so many mattress firm stores seemingly right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> As with many other Odd ideas. The observation first appeared on Reddit in a thread concerning conspiracy theories that people believe are true. Amid the discussion of traditional theories was one bold concept that captured the imagination of readers. Quote, Master's Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme, declared the user. I remember seeing four Master's Firms all on each corner of an intersection once, <laughs> and there was no way there is such a demand for mattresses. So I'm right. going to cut in the story a little bit here. The other night, I was going to... I didn't do a quick taco, but one of this... Uh, I can't remember which one I was heading to, but there's an area over here that has a mattress firm with a couple of like gas stations, convenience stores, and fast food restaurants next to it. It was 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, and the mattress firm was lit up and had the on lights on, or Uh-oh. like the on sign on, dude. And there was a guy standing in there. It was like eleven o'clock at night. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Burning the midnight <laughs> oil, dog. That's what you do, man. You're, I mean, I think it the was cutthroat business holiday weekend. If I remember right, maybe they were having like some crazy sale, but there was nobody else in there. Just the guy working. They had to be having a sale. 
Um, Something. Okay, so what it initially sounded like a laughable assertion, or assertion gained traction as other users began looking in the idea and discovered that, to their amazement, in many parts of the country, the stores are both incredibly abundant and located remarkably close to each other. With the store story picking up steam on social media, the retail giant was eventually forced to respond to requests for comment <laughs> on the conspiracy theory. In yes. a statement to Business Insider, the company said, the idea that the proximity of mattress firm store locations is related to money laundering or any illegal activity is absolutely false. <sighs> CEO Ken Murphy went on to explain that the acquisition of competitors has led to many cities having multiple mattress firms, which the company will likely consolidate in the future. It remains to be seen whether the company's response will be put or we'll put the conspiracy theory to bed. No, it won't. No. Nope. That's awesome. I I want to do a video where we go and then we question these mattress firms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We'll that would be hilarious. Great YouTube hits on that. <laughs> That's oh. right. Coop I can see a new reality television show yeah. popping up from it, too. Coop 6 Conspiracy Corner. That's what it is. <laughs> you can use that name. You're welcome. <laughs> Man oh on the God. street getting to the bottom of the real question. That's right. <laughs> Hot damn it. Oh, I love it. God, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, they showed a picture of the, like a map. of I don't know what city it is. Um, they have a Google Maps on here. Rancho Oakley. Oh, it's Las Vegas. So in Las Vegas, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen mattress firms in Las Vegas. Wow. What? Dude. And there's literally some where there's like groups of three within a block of each other. You gotta know your audience though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, other than laundering money, what else could it be for? Sex. Uh, like, uh, people need mattresses to, you know, donk and stuff. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. you think of Vegas. I mean, that is Sin City, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just throwing it out there. It's true, a lot of hotels. A lot of hotels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't of, think hotels buy their mattresses from mattress firms. A lot At least of not bad a decisions. A lot of bad <laughs> right, decisions yeah, going yeah, on that's there. true. <laughs> Maybe they don't. Oh, my God. I actually I posted something on social media earlier tonight that's another one of life's greatest questions. You want to know what that is? Did I see this? I posted, I posted it in a private group, so it, okay. it, unless you're in that group, you wouldn't have seen it. So this is actually one of the... It's on a list of top 10 questions science still can't answer. Oh, God. Okay. And the question is, do hand jobs from girls who can speak sign language count as blowjobs? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I have to know the answer now. Uh, it's an unanswered scientific question. Maybe we'll have to do some research. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you propose? Good doctor. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> there, I, no, that's bad taste, See? bad taste. It's uh, all. I don't even want to say what I was thinking. Yeah. 
There's like three <laughs> schools for the deaf within like 20 minutes of me. Oh, yeah, I got one up here too, yeah. Do you just go ask? I I don't know how. Well, I guess they could read my lips. Well, yeah, I mean, just write it down, oh, yeah. Dick. <laughs> I mean, what what is the um, official sign language sign for the word hand job? Couldn't tell you if it tried. You could spell it out. Though. I mean, they they have to have it, right? I'm sure, they that do. And, I guess they could spell it out. Yeah, spell it out. Yeah. It'll be fine. Or, or the international. I think everyone knows the international sign for hand job. You know, just right. the back and forth motion. Right. So that's right. You know what? I think what we need to do is Koopsik. You're gonna have to learn just how to ask. How do how do you pose that question in sign language and then go ask? I I think it'll be fine. That'll be episode two. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be episode two. <laughs> that's your uh, that's your gonna be your job. You need to tackle every one of those questions and then the mattress firm thing too. There we go. Yep. You dude, you got a whole season right there. Done. Done. Yeah. See that um, we're kind of assuming that people that know sign language might know the answer to that though. Well, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of scientists that know sign language, but obviously they don't know the answer to it because it's on the list of science or scientific unanswered questions. Hmm. Well, let's I dig just, a little deeper. Yeah, I don't think they're asking. I just don't. Think I mean, there's asking. a lot of debate that could come out. I bet you, you guys could have your own episode just dedicated on this. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take a hands-on approach with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Oh, that's great. Now, um, let's see here. I am, I am fresh out of stories over here, gents. John did say he had one more. Okay, and I have one in the show with. All right, cool, cool. I was, I don't know how I'm going to follow up on the mattress and the hand job (laughs) stuff, so. but <laughs> this is this comes out of Arizona, a family being haunted by a Yiddish-speaking ghost. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, uh, apparently they've been just kind of quiet about it. There's been some paranormal happenings at their house. Uh, but Rudy Calderon finally said enough was enough when he saw an inscription on his bathroom wall in a language he couldn't read. Damn. As he explained in a Facebook post seeking help and advice, the unknown word appeared on the wall after the family had experienced several weeks of strange occurrences in their house. And I'm going to, I'll send it to you. Uh, It's the first, it's right behind the title. You'll see the the image. I originally found it from another article. There's been quite a few articles on this. I was kind of surprised. But you'll see it uh, uh, scribbled on the tile. Now, other stuff had been happening. They said that there's been a disappearance of a miniature plus Santa Claus. There was a situation where both of their bathrooms flooded simultaneously. And they had a plumber come out and the plumber said there was no backups or anything. Wow. And apparently the word scribbled on the wall is Yiddish for danger. And so they don't know what to do now. They they want a, a priest to come in and bless the house and wash the wall with holy water. So wow. And until we see what goes on, that's where we're at with them. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. Oh. See, I know like I know for a fact it, it's common practice that priests will come to your house, they will bless your house, blah 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 blah. But when it comes to anything 
other than that, like if they think there is uh, like an ulterior motive there, like to have them come in specifically to address paranormal activity, the majority of them are going to turn the other way. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah. I know a lot of people who have reached out to, you know, just, uh, different pastors or, or priests or whoever, and they're just like, fuck that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre to me. It is absolutely bizarre. So not that they're denying it. It's almost like they're afraid of it. I would suggest. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Koopsik. You've been teasing. I, I hope that the story <laughs> lives up to this headline, actually. <laughs> All right. Prophets in Zimbabwe enlist dwarf to impersonate an evil goblin. Fuck. Just fuck. Oh, oh man. God. <laughs> Well, a trio of unsavory <laughs> characters in Zimbabwe fooled a man into forking over thousands of dollars by hiring a dwarf oh. to impersonate a goblin-like being and haunt him. No, no, no. <laughs> God. Oh, goodness. Oh, my the God. The creatively weird caper began when the miscreants presented themselves as prophets to a man named Kumbalani uh, Makwanzai. And promised that they would be able to cure his son of a mental illness. Apparently, that makes it worse. Oh, my God. (laughs) At some point during their proverbial sales pitch, the men were able to paint colorful trinkets or plant colorful trinkets inside their victim's home and then acted deeply disturbed when the items were discovered. (laughs) They explained to the man that the objects were an indication that he was being haunted by a Tikolashi, which is an infamous spirit in the Zulu culture akin to a mischievous and malevolent goblin. Having planted the seeds in Makwanzi's mind, they returned to his home a few days later accompanied by a little person whom they had hired to play the role of the Tikolashi. As they consulted the concerned man about his troubling predicament, McQuanzie's worst fears were realized when he suddenly heard the co-conspirator bellowing outside his home. The foe Tikolashi declared to the terrified man that he would kill his son unless the frightened father purchased 20 cattle from the prophets for a fee of $7,000. Oh my God. Upon collection of the funds, the three men subsequently made off with their money and never returned with the cattle. <laughs> Leading McQuanzie to realize that he'd been scammed. Oh, my God. Fortunately, authorities were able to track down one of the 'er ne'er-do-wells and charge him with fraud, but his cohorts, including the imposter Tikalashi, remained at large. (sighs) So this sounds like an episode of Scare Tactics, except for they actually got some money out of it. How in the fuck... Man, I mean, that's got to be some deep-rooted um, cultural beliefs. Yes, just to have yes, a little person standing outside yelling at you, telling you to pay these people some money, yeah. or some more shit's gonna happen. And then you do it, and then you freaking do it. Golly, yeah. man! Oh my god! 
it's crap like this. I, I, I'm going to say it again. It's crap like this. Why we will never be taken seriously in this field. Um, like, fuck me. Like, I don't give a shit if that's half a world away or not. That is going to set us back decades yet again. <laughs> fuck. Quite the uphill battle we got here. <laughs> Guys, damn it. Oh, my God. I'd like punt that little bitch <laughs> <laughs> flying across my yard. I... <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Also, oh. like it doesn't say. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm kind of assuming. It does say U.S. dollars. So this person, right. I'm guessing, right. was somewhat wealthy. It had to because be because I know right? not all of Africa's third world, but. Their currency, their exchange rates are a lot lower, I think. I'm just assuming that. But that sounds like a lot of money for anybody, even here, you know, in the United States. Exactly. And he just forked it over. He had it ready to go. Uh, Yeah, but then they didn't make good with the cows either. (laughs) Well, what if you didn't have the cash? What if I was like, I got to run to the ATM. Will you just wait right here? The ATM. (laughs) Please hold on. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) We're going to have to wait until 9 a.m. That's when the bank opens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I love it. All right. Peeps. 913-730-7255. 913-730-7255. That's Ectoplasm Show phone number. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. Whatever. Get creative. Get creative with the pictures. The picture texts. But apparently, Koopsik will just delete them. Just remember <laughs> this, that we can save. Your picture will be out yeah. there forever. And yeah, I do have a little bit of a preview before I click on it. So <laughs> you might not be able to get me with what you want to get me with, but I have an idea <laughs> to get around that. <laughs> yeah? Yes, I do. I do. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll just see if it works later. It probably won't. So now, if people wanted to uh, get some really cool ecto swag, what what uh, what would they be able to do? So that's ectoplasmshow.threadless.com. You could get a shirt that says, "He does me from behind it," or "He did me from behind," and it felt great. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. It actually it can, it sounds a little bit like this. He did me from behind, which felt great. Right, just like that. <laughs> Just like that. I'm actually currently, I am currently wearing the shirt that does say this. It's science, bitches. That's right. It's science, oh. bitches. <laughs> so, yeah. I think uh, I, I do want to get the It's Science, bitches shower curtain. <laughs> I do think. <laughs> I do think that is the next purchase. <laughs> because everybody I want to get a throw pillow. That says uh, yeah. he did me from behind. And I, felt great. Please, God, we need to get a picture of you cuddling with that pillow. <laughs> that has to happen. Oh, you know, I Lord. would be like, I. 
Sure, I'm honored that Josh is wearing a shirt with my quote on it. Yeah, but I want to see some. I want to have some actual people I care about out there what to the have something fuck? with my quote on it. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> some actual people, some real people that I care about. <laughs> fuck God. Oh, Josh, do you have anything on there with quotes from you on there? Um, what do you mean? I did. Like, oh, on the uh, like on the soundboard. No, on the um, on the threadless page. Oh God, no! <laughs> I just oh, want to be clear no. with everybody out there. I did not make those, so I didn't just like make it so it's just promoting myself. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. It was actually our good buddy Myron, wasn't it? Yes. Myron put all that together for us. He went on a fucking tear. And just like started, started creating everything. It was does amazing. The, does the studio have a couch in it, John? It does. Yes. We hey. need to get a throw pillow on that couch. <laughs> yes. You know what? Yeah, we should actually. It'll go great with our Stone Cold uh, Steve yeah. Austin throw pillow on there. I, I I like it. That's what we're yeah, gonna we'll do. Make that happen. This has to happen. <laughs> I'll take a photo of it too once it happens. Yes. Please cuddle with the pillow. <laughs> That's all we're asking. <laughs> Hell yes. All right, peeps. Well, I think we're going to let you go. Uh, hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Um, John, thank you for joining us. Oh, um, thank you for having me. And Dr. Feelgood, we'll, we'll, we'll just talk later about what you said to me. <laughs> about how you don't love me and all that bullshit. It's crazy. I I never stated that I did. Yep. Yep. We're going to get you there, buddy. I know that you... It's been 200... (laughs) Oh, see, I started on episode 30, so it's been 210 episodes of you (laughs) trying to get me to say the L word to you. (laughs) Look. I think think, uh, something is on the horizon... Very very soon that we're going to be unveiling. Now, obviously, we're not gonna we're not gonna say anything yet, but we're cooking something up over here. We're gonna change your tune a little bit, good doctor. Towards <laughs> you? No. Well, no, no. We're just gonna we're gonna finally see the softer side of Doctor Feelgood. I think. I think it's coming. Definitely have something cooked up. Those mattresses. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That'll be hot. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. All right, peeps. Well, we will talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out.